0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: What's up, Commanders fans? Welcome into another episode of Believe in Commanders. I'm your guy, Brian Murphy, as always, joined by my man, the original one, three, triple A. So many monikers there. Anthony Armstrong. That's the most important thing that Anthony is here with us. As always, we're here to break down the commanders, a tough loss in Seattle, but a big week 12, no week 11, no week 10. I don't know what week it is. It's all (laughs) coming. It's all, it's all mushed together, but it was a big week in the NFL. A lot of big stories going on across the league, not just in Washington or the NFC East or or all, but all over the league. So Anthony, how are you doing? And uh, what would you think of this football weekend?
0: Man, I am doing good. It's been a pretty solid football weekend. Obviously, the Commanders coming up late, uh, coming up short, I should say, down losing late in Seattle. That was tough. Um, had this house yelling and screaming. I mean, yeah. uh, shoot, from the very first you know, pass to Brian Robinson to uh, just the pass to De'Ami late. Like, we were screaming over here. And, um, man, I'm sitting here thinking, like, I wish you would win for two. She just went on and went for two. Yeah,
1: I, hey. I said it as well. I was like, they got to kick a field goal anyway. Someone pointed out that Seattle would have been more aggressive, and I was like, that's great. That means Gino has a better chance to throw an interception. So, yeah, um, I, I, I agree with you. I feel like it was another missed opportunity, like in the first Philly game, that they should have gone for two, yeah. be aggressive, go for the win. But it is what it is.
0: Yeah, it is. But what had me so. You know, confused. I was like, man, you had DK Metcalf pretty much quiet mm-hmm. the whole game. He ended up with seven for ninety-eight, and I think I feel like until that last drive, he might have had five for about forty. Yeah. You know, he didn't have that much, and then the last drive, you just leave him wide open in a few situations. And and th- you know what? I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna lean on the fact to say, hey, it's a young player, and you gotta start thinking about situationally. You know, mm-hmm. and, and sure. Yeah. You know, Jack Del Rio, maybe you, you tell him to play tighter, but situationally, hey, man, that's they do like don't let him just drift off in space. Everybody put eyes on 14 things that things like that, you know, that that's something that you learn over time. But overall, man, I'm, I'm not upset with that performance. I think there were a lot of bright spots that came out of that game. Obviously, losing isn't isn't the way you want to finish it. But when you look at it, you think that you probably got a pretty good guy under center. Um, mm. I, th- I think you feel pretty confident about almost as your offense as a whole, you know? Um, yep. so no, I, I think coming yeah. into this. So if you, if you came into this and you used our sponsor bet online, that's right. And you, and you bet that Washington would cover that six and a half, you would you have made it. some money. Yeah. Right. You would have nailed it. And I think that that's frankly, that's kind of what you thought was going to happen. Yeah. I, I thought they could have beat this team. They should have beat this team, but you know what? Playing them like they did, fighting, and scratching, and clawing like they did. Um, I can't get mad at that performance.
1: Yeah, we have to check the tape, but I'm pretty sure that I said it would come down to a field goal. I didn't think it'd be the last second field goal. Also, five game winning field goals, I think, was an all time record for one wow. uh, Sunday. So that was a pretty lot of close games, which is what the NFL has to love. It is a one-score league, and Washington has lived that uh, both on the good and bad side in as many weeks uh, that they, they've done Thanks. a one-score game. And and just qu- quickly looking ahead, we'll, we'll do a show about the Giants later, but the, the Commander's a 10-point favorite at home against Danny DeVito wow. uh, and the Giants. So for how many one-score games they play, I'm a little hesitant to use that belief code to put it on Washington, but... Hmm. but if you can't whoop up on Danny DeVito, I'm going to keep calling him that because I can't remember his first name. If you can't whoop up on him, then you have no business, you know, being a defense in the NFL.
0: You know, I, I think so, too. I think that's something you probably got to probably I, I'd say, hey, take the Take those points because you saw what Dak Prescott did uh, to that defense with, for the Giants. But. If you're doing that, head over to betonline.ag. Use our code believe b l e a v. They are a sponsor of the show. And shout out to them. We appreciate them. They've got NBA, NFL, NHL. I think they might have cricket too. Some esports actions yeah. going on over there. They literally have everything. So you, if you know somebody that's really good at Madden and they're in a tournament, you may be able to put a couple dollars on them to win their game. If you go over there to betonline.ag, use our code believe, get that fifty percent welcome bonus. The bell goes off. You win some money, folks. Right. That's what happens. That's what happens. That's what happens. Let's uh, let's uh, let, let's keep this thing rocking. Go back over there to Seattle. Um, we came into this thing, and Julie Donaldson had had the statistic that Brian, uh, the Commanders were what eight and two and one, when Brian Robinson had eight had five, eight carries or more, fifteen carries or more, fifteen carries or more.
1: Yeah, I think you said it was fifteen. Yep.
0: 15 carries, they had eight wins, two losses one time. Now that goes to 8-3-1 and one because he only had eight carries, but the guy was doing it all out of the backfield with his hands. Um, what do you think about his performance this past Sunday?
1: Yeah, I was really pleased. I think uh, the threat of him as a pass catcher had kind of dwindled or, or the thought that he had the ability to do that kind of dwind, uh, dwindled a bit. So to see him involved so heavily was great, and I think a lot of it – speaks to what Sam Howell can do. He, he's a pretty decently mobile guy. And I I, I love that he's not always running because I feel like he could have way more rushing yards if he wanted to. Um, but the fact that Brian Robinson is available, has sure hands, because a couple of those are on odd angles. You know, even the one on the side, yeah. both of them on the sideline were just kind of odd angles. So um, yeah, being available and and, and making some plays out of the backfield was huge. I also thought it was great that Antonio Gibson was involved again and scored a touchdown. So really had to like the, the running backs, uh, catching the ball and Brian Robinson just kind of each week you kind of are unsure, at least for me, I'm a little unsure. Like, is he the real deal or not? And then he has a game like this where you're like, Oh yeah, this guy can be a game changer. And like you said, uh, 15 carries should be a no-brainer, uh, but he only gets eight carries. And and what yeah. he did with them were, were pretty solid, 4.8 yards. I think he'll take that every every day of the week. But, um, you know, if there's one knock on the offense, it was the inability to run the ball, which I think we've talked about a little bit. But when Sam Howell's slinging it the way he is, it's hard to be real mad about that.
0: Yeah, You. but, you know, I, I, and I was saying this at the house. It comes down to the efficiency of the running game. And I know we've been begging and pleading. I've been on that sounding horn to say, hey, Eric beat me. Run the ball a few more times. Run it some more. That's not in his DNA. That's not who he yeah. is. Nobody was saying that in Kansas City. They said that maybe they needed to have somebody that could run a little bit better. And, and what they're saying is they need somebody to be able to get a few more yards on their own. You're not going to get much more help than what you get. Uh, he's yeah. not bringing in a whole bunch of extra bodies to try to physically run the ball. Even though they did go into some twenty-one personnel this game, it was good to see that caught me off guard. I was like, "Whoa!" They went back to day one install with this one by having the you know a fullback and a tight end and everybody's in normal positions. But you have to have an efficient running game. You have to find ways to be productive with it. Get yourself in favorable down yeah. and distances because that allows you to take those shots deep. Because teams have to play third and two, as well as knowing that you're going to take a shot uh, over top as well. So if the running game is more efficient, then things flow better. Because for a while, I was like, he sure is getting pass heavy, but it was just how the game was rolling. And it ended up working out in the end.
1: Yeah. The, the one thing though, they did go on a really cold spell. I mean, two out of your first three drives are scores. You get the touchdown on the first drive, a field goal on your third drive from then until the second half, you punted the rest of the way. And then you get a field goal and you fumble. So, uh, you know, you, you'd like to think that, that a couple of the, I mean, you go, you go three and out on, on three straight drives to end the first half. You'd like to think that you know, maybe you do get behind the sticks, whatever it is, but you'd like to think that the running game could at least mix it up a little bit. So mm-hmm. uh, but but in the end, it, it's hard to nitpick on that. Like, like you said, it, you know, a couple of come up short, a couple of points. But Sam Howe just look legit, man. And I I don't I don't want to I still don't want to make a sweeping declaration of Sam Howe because I think they said this is his 11th career start. Is that right? Yeah. Four and six. Yeah, yeah. 11th career start. But man, he play he has played the part really well so far this year. And this is three straight games of really good football. And I'm getting to the point where I'm, I'm OK with rolling with him for at least next year and, and trying to build around him, whether it be with a new head coach, new GM or both. I love what I'm seeing from Sam Howell. How do you feel about what the young quarterback's doing?
0: Sam Howell is that dude? Sam Howell is that dude? I think I've been saying it since watching the tape back against Dallas. I said he's got a lot of good things about him. And there's one thing that I noticed about quarterbacks in this league, the ones that have success, Brian, they do really well on off-schedule plays. Mm-hmm. They do really well on off-schedule plays. You look at at a Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. Even when, like, you go way back to, like, when a Tony Romo could escape the pocket and extend the play, Russell Wilson, when he was at his
1: best. Carson
0: Wentz and his heyday, right? Like, those things separate players in this league because, frankly, you got to think everybody's got a good arm. And sure, there's varying levels of that, but Sam has a good arm. He could throw in all the levels and he's good off script. He's made a lot of plays off script. Sometimes mm-hmm. those things those things just have to happen naturally. You can't train that in somebody. That just has yeah. to be a field. That's backyard ball. And having that at the quarterback position gives you a chance to make some huge plays. I mean, that throw that he made to De'Ami Brown at the end of the game, almost said it, almost cussed. It was a dime. <laughs> it right. was a dime. And to lay it in, drop it over the top like he did, and De'Ami finishing it, getting to the end zone, it just it gives you a lot of confidence. You feel that you know what? I think that that position is okay. Write his name in Sharpie. I don't think you got to worry about you know. Do you have to go through the whole rigmarole of getting somebody else? Because Sam Howell's the truth, and he's shown it multiple times this year. Gotta let that guy ride another awesome game.
1: Yeah. I agree. And, and when you're when you're top receivers, I'm talking Terry McLaurin, uh, Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson combined for six catches for 39 yards. And he's still making plays, still three touchdowns, no picks uh, when he's still slinging it around to, to back up tight ends into a fullback and two running backs. Man, that that's special. And and that's the kind of thing that Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen That's the kind of things they do those corners for seattle are legit i think witherspoon is the real deal we know woolen was good as his rookie year and into his sophomore year now um so the wide receivers were a non-factor and he still found a way to get it done you're absolutely right there were some big time throws that i was like oh boy and i think the seattle defense was a little caught off guard i don't think they expected that diami throw to hit for him to even attempt that and the yeah. fact that he's attempting those kind of throws and making them happen uh, without a full season under his belt, I think it's okay for Washington fans to feel optimistic. And like you said, put his name down. Pencil, not even pencil him in. Like you said, sharpie him sharpie. in for the foreseeable future because now imagine now imagine, you get a better offensive line, whoever the GM is next year. You start to get some offensive linemen who can actually protect him. You add a, a tight, another tight end that can complement whether it be logan thomas or john bates and man this thing could be kind of special yeah. and and it's 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 the first time in quite a while that we're talking about how exciting the offense is and really not even thinking about the defense
0: man but i said you talked about tight end there was little rumblings that were on twitter or instagram one of them if if brock bowers the quarter uh, quarterback tight end out of georgia is there if he's there do you take him i think you do I I think if you have a a dynamic playmaker, you got to take him. Uh, The the analytics guy they just got said that the tight end is the most underrated value undervalued position. You got to take that guy.
1: And I'm hoping that moving forward, this team goes best player available. Like I know that you've got holes to fill, and I know that there are some obvious ones, but man, that would be a sweet weapon to have in your arsenal. And 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 being down in this area, you know, I'm not in Athens, but you know, a lot of UGA talk. Brock Bowers was back from an injury three weeks later and still looked like that guy. So can you imagine? I mean, he, he's he been NFL ready since day one. He stepped, stepped foot on the campus there. Woo, yeah, that would be pretty fun to watch.
0: Yes, it would. I'm excited for it. But we'll save that for the offseason. I know we got a guy, Joe DeLeon. He covers all of the mm-hmm. college football. So we'll get him in, and he'll talk about what we should do over here at Washington. What's he at? I
1: was going to say, a, a lot of uh, – I will say – um You know, it's funny talking about the draft a little bit because I think coming into this year, people would say Washington needs to be looking at a quarterback. I remember people thinking that they needed to trade up for Anthony, which that's not the case anymore. Let's let's see what we can get the quarterback we have. Let's see what we can do for him and build around him, which is really really fun to say.
0: Yeah, you speak about. Qu- building around quarterbacks. I want to have a little quarterback chatter moment. We'll step away from yeah. uh, the game against Seattle. But, but Sam Howell is definitely in this. There's a lot of pretty good quarterback play, li- really good quarterbacks up and coming in this mm. league. And and me and Brian were talking and texting pre- pre-show. pre um, And he says, C.J. Stroud is legit. Oh, And I say, yeah. And, C.J. And Stroud is him.
1: Yeah, and the fact that he's, he's going up against good teams on a team that – you know, you expected the Texans to be okay. Like they have, they have a couple of young receivers. He's, I think CJ Stroud has made them even better, but Nico Collins, tank Dell, Robert Woods, they haven't even really involved John Mechie. The third, they've got Noah Brown, you know, so he's, he's the court. He's a quarterback in his first year who is making all these guys better around him. He looks so poised as a vet and the fact that, Yesterday he does it against arguably one of the best in Joe Burrow, and he was the better quarterback on the field yesterday. It was so impressive to watch. And if I can take my my Washington hat off, that was the biggest moment of of this week was watching CJ Stroud and the fact that he. Everybody kind of thought he might be a project, and everybody was like, "Well, what about Ohio State quarterbacks?" Rip yeah, that I narrative that. up and throw it away. I mean, this this dude I is so legit, and it's no wonder that that. It's moving past Offensive Rookie of the Year. I think he's already got that trophy in his case, and now it's like, okay, could he be in the MVP stage mm. and in conversation if if the Texans keep winning?
0: If they go on a run, man, there's a lot of hardware that's going to be down there in H-Town because you talk about C.J. Stroud. I was on that bandwagon of saying, I don't know about Ohio State quarterbacks, and it wasn't anything against C.J. It was just the, the history. Past. The yeah. recent yeah. history tells me, Eh, they don't translate that well for whatever reason. Well, C.J. Stroud is saying, uh-uh, uh, that ain't it. But you know who else got it? You got to talk about you. You loved on C.J., and he deserves it. Bobby Slowick, Jr., first-year mm-hmm. offensive coordinator yeah. who is coming from San Francisco. He was out there with D'Amico Ryans. And then if we keep going back, he used to be in the burgundy and gold. He's in this picture. Good. He's in this picture from the 2011 right next to his dad. Bob Slowick. So add another name to up-and-coming coaches in this NFL that have been coming through the the Washington organization. And that's not for me to like try to bash on them. It's just crazy to think that you've got five, six coaches from that one staff that have been coming through. And that's a whole other conversation. We'll talk about it later. But uh, outside of C.J. Stroud, the other quarterback chatter, Josh Dobbs. He just Mm -hmm. keeps on going, man. That dude there, a legit rocket scientist. Um, I told I said on Twitter, he deserves an award. I don't know what you give him, but damn it, give him something. Like, ESPYs, give that man something. I don't know if it's comeback player of the year, just a most amazing performance. But the fact that you're able to go from one team to the – be on three, four different teams and still have success, um, that's amazing to me. So, man, I got to give my kudos to Josh Dobbs
1: and the fact that the the Vikings keep winning they've gone what 4 and 0 without uh Justin Jefferson was, maybe 5 yeah, and 0 and so and they're they're about to get him back cuz it sounded like he was really close to playing uh so it could only go up for for the Vikings fans man that's got to be sweet to to lose a, a guy in career and Kirk Cousins who looked like he was having a career year and and then yeah. to to throw in Josh Jobs, which is the story of the year uh, it's insane. I think DeMar Hamlin has already won the comeback player of the year, but I think like Josh Dobbs has to get like a, you're right, something that 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 he deserves. It, it, it's, it's unreal what he's doing and the way he's doing it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And it's, it's, I, I think it speaks. I don't know about you, and maybe this is for a, another longer conversation, but I think it goes back to coaching. I mean, like, I say ten years ago, there's no way Josh Jobs would be having this success. But I think guys like Kevin O'Connell, Bobby Slowick, Kyle Shanahan, these guys that are—I hate to say it—are younger and a little more hip to what what's going on with <laughs> with players that of that age. You know, pl- yeah. players' age. I think they're able to relate a little bit better and they're able to make it work there. I think they're all really smart guys. And I I think that there were smart coaches in the past. Don't get me wrong, but I think these guys relate so well that they are, they are able to put in some guys that you wouldn't expect and and have their system work. And it's kind of fun to see, it's kind of watch to, to watch those X's and O's and see how some of these guys you wouldn't expect coming out there and having huge games.
0: You know, when you talk about younger coaches, I, I, I've been in, I always look at it like my age range is you're in the old school, but then you're also right on the cusp of that new school. You know what I mean? So I've been able to experience both. I've had dial up. I've had DSL. I've had fiber internet, right? I've had all three of those things. Okay. So when you're looking at it, you're thinking old school coaches are just like like they say the coaches a whole old way he's more disciplined he's more difficult he's he's harder on the players guys aren't like that they don't the players aren't used to that anymore they don't they don't come from uh, a background that needs to have that type of discipline driven into them now it's about appealing to them appealing to what they want to do on offense putting them in position allowing them to have a lot of fun um and these young guys do it and really when you think about I was thinking about Mike Mike McDaniel down there in Miami when he first got to Ataga and they got and they got Tyreek Hill, I said those two are not gonna match. There's no way Tyreek can, uh, or Tua can throw it that far. First thing right. Mike McDaniel said was, "There's very few instances that a quarterback has to throw the ball 60 yards in the air in the NFL." Right. And I says, "You know what? You're damn right." So every time mm-hmm. they would post on Twitter, him throwing the ball deep in like pre-practice and T- Tua having uh, Tyreek having to wait on it, and they're like, "Oh, he can't throw the ball." He just goes out and throws for a million yards, but yeah. he only hits them. He hits them in various locations. So right. the game is adjusting to the players. The players aren't walking in here having to adjust to the game. The old school way of doing things, that's fading away. It's it's fizzling out.
1: Well, and what about our adopted team, the Raiders? Again, Antonio Pierce, you know, going in there with a, a young quarterback in Aiden O'Donnell, not sure if he's a – legit quarterback or not but the fact that they're playing for their coach as opposed to like you said a coach that wanted it done his way and he was going to force that yeah. Antonio Pierce is letting them play a little bit and and it's it's paid off for for two primetime wins which is huge to see so um yeah yeah i think that that is Has to be the model moving forward, and if we bring it back to the Commanders, I think that's got to be the idea moving forward for whoever the next coach is, whether it be Eric Bieniemy, whether it be a a Slowick or a a, you know a young offensive mind like Ben Johnson from Detroit. I think you got to go young, and I think you got to go player um, friendly more than any. I mean, almost almost as important as the the systems they're they're trying to run. How do you relate to the guys
0: in your locker room? Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. I know I know whenever Kyle was first doing the meetings, he would he would show love to players. He's like, guys, I know that y'all go through so much in the media and you're dragged through uh, the 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 ringer over a bad performance. He's like, y'all, you know, I feel for you. So he, he puts it out there. He feels for you. And then really looking at it, I'm like, man, Kyle's four years older than me. You know what I mean? So we were on the same page, right? Yeah. A lot of the coaches on his staff. There are some OGs like Bobby Turner. He's an OG Shanahan guy. But like Leonard Hankerson, former uh, Redskin receiver, he's on that staff out there in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So he's played under it. He's he can he can relate to these younger guys as well. Right. So it's pretty cool to see. Um it is really cool to see. But you talk about the coaching thing. Go ahead.
1: I was gonna so maybe you're going this way or, or not, but I, I, I'm thinking could Ryan Kerrigan do that for this defense? Could could he be a young name that could maybe enter, energize this defense? Because what we saw yesterday wasn't good enough, and it just kind of made me think of Antonio Pierce. And I don't know that he'd have that kind of level of impact, but it just made me think he's a young guy. He just finished playing. Like, If you make a move, and I, do, I don't yeah. advocate for firing guys left and right, but if you make a move, could he step in there and be a young guy? I don't know if that's his M.O., but I, I think that that's something that Washington could look at that that's working down, you know, in uh, Las Vegas. So yeah. I don't know. That was just something I thought of.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I think that if Ryan put a few more years on that coaching side of things, um, I, I think that he can relate to the players easy, right? That they're going to respect him for what he's done. He wore that same jersey. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, he, he, that's one thing. Now, like I, I get enamored by Dan Campbell. Um uh, I feel like Dan Campbell, and this is a phrase that always goes around whenever you hear about the hiring of, of coaches. Dan Campbell is a leader of men. He's a leader of men. He believes in his guys. He tells them, I want you to be tough. But I can also tell he's straightforward with them. And mm-hmm. as a player, as having been cut by teams when they tell you one thing and they do the exact opposite, the one thing that a player is looking for is just, one, try, believe in me and, and and keep me. keep it real with me. Right. Keep it real. Right. And I feel like those guys in Detroit, they know that Dan Campbell has their back and they're going to fight and scratch and claw for him. Um, and and you have to have that type of thing going on. You can't do the little backstabbing play politics mess. That stuff, that stuff's not going to fly. Right. That stuff yeah. is not going to fly. Um, you you got to really make sure you have a coach that's going to be able to connect with that locker room as a whole. Um, and it's, it's interesting now to see that there is a transition of coaches. You know, a lot of those older names are working their way out. And now you're going to get a whole new fresh batch of people and uh, they're making their way in. But you, you talk about I talk about coaches leaving. Josh McDaniels got fired. He had like three, four years left. Forty million dollars left on his deal. Mm. Jimbo Fisher gets fired down here in College Station, Texas. He takes half. Uh-huh. After a 41-point win, by the
1: way, too, which was kind of funny. After
0: a dub? I didn't even realize they had a dub. $76.8 million to leave. That's the buy-in. Now, here, here's what I got to say to this. the way Coming up at the end of this NFL season, every year, without fail, Adam Schefter gets out the tweet and saying, this is the saddest day in sports. It's Black Monday. It's the day after the regular season. Coaches are fired. Families are uprooted. I don't want to hear that crap. I don't want to hear a damn thing about Black... Now, yes, mind you, it sucks when people get fired. Yes, it it all sucks. Right. But whenever you're getting a buyout and you're getting your money, I, I can't feel that sorry for you. Right? Same locker room. You've got players that are working 20 years for this dream just to get in this league and then they get cut. And it's like, oh, he was a bust. That's not cool. That ain't cool.
1: What about a guy we've already talked about, Josh Dobbs? Apparently... gannon i can't think of his first name told him that he they were not going to trade him and what do they do he kind of settled into a role in arizona and all of a sudden halfway through the year he's got to find an apartment in minnesota and learn the playbook and and how many waiver wire things do we see this guy was cut from the practice squad signed to this practice squad activated for this sunday cut after the game then back to the practice squad yeah i mean yeah the coaches are okay and i'm sure that there are coaches that have been out of work for a while that are still sitting pretty on their their severances so yeah, yeah. I, i'm with you i i feel bad when i see those weekly waiver wire you know moves and stuff like that i'm like man that guy just he just played for that team he just got injured and now he's got to go find work somewhere else it's it's
0: yeah. It can be tough. It can be tough. That is a whole other episode. We're not going to go into that here. But uh, all in all, folks, the, the coaches, they getting broke off. It's That's amazing. right.
1: And be- before we wrap up on the commanders, uh, where do, where do we go from here? I feel like we have this uh, this conversation every now and then. Are they going to get back in it? Four and six, you're not entirely out of it. The NFC is a little bit weaker this year. Um, where are we at? Four and six, you got a game against the, the Giants coming up. Um, I think the I think everybody would say the main thing is the the development of Sam Howell, but where does this team go with you know seven games left on the schedule?
0: Yeah, you know, for me, it's always about winning, and I know there's there's going to be a a, a a conglomerate that say. Lose and get the best draft position. You've been trying to do that for the past quarter century. It hasn't done too much good for you. I think you're in a really good position in Washington where you have a lot of core pieces in place. You got some money to spend. okay? If you have that money to spend, that means you can get free agents. That means you don't have to be picking in the top 10 to get the best player available. Let a good quality player fall to you. Right? I think they've honestly, I think they've navigated the draft well in the past few years, okay? So for me, it's to win. Find ways to win and show improvement on the field because everybody on defense is on an audition period right now.
1: And, and piggybacking off of that, for the first time in a while, you've got some draft capital that at first we thought it might be for to move up for a quarterback but if there's a guy sitting 3 picks ahead of you you can package that chicago pick now and go get a guy that that's going to help your team i mean i mean i i probably want you to use those picks but i mean you're in a position where you you don't necessarily need to have a top 10 pick to get a guy that who is meaningful and plays meaningful snaps you just have to draft the right guy and if that yeah. means moving up a little bit for you know a Brock Bowers or whatever whoever it is you might have
0: the the wiggle room to do that Number one, I thought you was gonna cuss when you said Chicago. I was like, you could pack us at Chicago. And I was like, oh okay. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something, but yeah. you no, know, but the thing is though, you talk about getting a player that's gonna play meaningful snaps. Number one, where are you gonna put them? Because before year ago, two years ago, there were a lot of places where you could fill in spots. Right now, it's very selective. Linebacker, O line, probably the two big spots, younger at tight end. Um yeah. Maybe a safety. I don't know corner later on for depth. But outside of that, you're not really clamoring for you know a whole bunch of spots. I think you yeah. can you can kind of let stuff come to you. Um, and I think you still got some good players. I mean, hey, I don't I don't fault Emmanuel Forbes at all. I think that man's a hell of brutal. a player. That yeah, was a that brutal, was a hell of a, it was a horrible Awful. Horrible rejection, um, but. but... But
1: I'm with you. I kind of cut you off there, but I think you said the key thing is that the, de- the defense. Right now, I think the offense, you're seeing the parts that are going to last and are going to be around, but the defense, I feel like you're on an audition for for a good chunk of them. Cause th- this it's not, it's not good enough. And I, I don't think you can blame getting rid of chase young and Montez sweat cause it wasn't good enough with them either. So yes, the scheme needs to change up, but the players need to play better. I mean, it is what it is. You're, ha- you're more than halfway through the season. There's not a magic elixir coming in. So yeah, I'm with you. That, that, that defense has got to shore it, itself up and, and you're playing not only for this year, but you're playing, you know, for, for your career and, and, is it going to be in Washington is really kind of what I'm looking at from the defense.
0: For sure. For sure. But I tell you what, folks, we're going to get up out of this thing. 30 minutes of your time. We appreciate y'all hanging with us. Shout out to our sponsors, the good folks at betonline.ag. Use that code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V get that welcome bonus. Say, hey, you got 10 points. Washington's a 10-point favorite against New York. Um, it's pretty big. You want it? Have to go get it. Go get it. Go get it. And you can watch,
1: listen, uh, follow us along at at Believe Commanders on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And then you can listen and watch us all the time, anywhere on multiple platforms. You can see them scrolling along there. Tune in Radio, Sirius XM, Stadium, Reach TV, all kinds of good stuff. You can see see us, watch us, and listen. So thanks for checking out the show with us again today.
0: Yes, indeed. So y'all be good. I'm Anthony Armstrong, the original 1-3, Brian Murphy. He's holding it down. We'll see y'all on this upcoming episode of Believe in Commanders. Be good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.